So anyway, um, there's this there's this platform on Facebook, this group on Facebook, a HR group. I'm not gonna name, but basically, yeah, this week, um, I, I've been tra- somebody somebody told me about the group. Girls, hold on, pause. So you are you an active Facebook user? No. Okay, continue. I'm not. <laughs> but the reason I went on to Facebook was because someone connected with me on LinkedIn, who I won't mention because I'm, this is not gonna be like all good vibes and rainbows. What I'm about to say, mm. but someone connected with me on LinkedIn, really cool. Um, listen to the pod, you know who you are, shout out you. Um, and then I was like, how did you find out about... No, I found them because they had mentioned the pod on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, how did you find out about it? She said, oh, I found out from this group on Facebook, this HR group. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of this group. I think I mentioned it to you and you was like, oh yeah, I know that group. So I went to go, I thought I would just join it since they're talking about the pod in the group, I'll join. So I went to join it and then I'm, I don't use Facebook. So maybe like a couple of weeks later, I went back, I was like, oh yeah, let's see what's happening in the group um because i've asked them i've requested yeah. access then i went back and it was telling me join like i had to join so i was thinking oh what did i do wrong the first time so i've done it again and then maybe like another two weeks later i came back and i said wait hold on did these people decline me <laughs> <laughs> did these people they won't let me into the group and i thought oh i must i must have got it wrong so i put my like my details in again mm. they asked for cipd number if you've got one or what you mm-hmm. do so that they can find you on linkedin and then the third time I went back and they definitely, and then when I went into the, I was like, no, these people have definitely rejected me from this group. Like, and I went and in the like subject or in the rules of the group, they said they're no longer ex- accepting people who are like work for themselves. Really? So they had just been declining me, not because telling me anything. And because I work for myself, they declined me. Really? And I'm like, people are talking about the podcast in the group, but the people on the podcast wow. can't be, I know you're in the group anyway. But yeah, I couldn't join the group. I was really, I just felt really like, I mean, it's, it's your community. You can do what you like, but also... Maybe because they can't go and, like, carry you and complain to your employer if you no, say No, I think it's because there must be, like, some people who are in looking for work in the group who are, like, selling themselves and their businesses. And they don't like that. Yeah, I don't think they like that. I wasn't going to do that. I just want to see what's just happening in the group. Just have rules. Yeah. So, basically, yeah, I'm not, in the, I'm not in the in crowd, so I can't be in the group. So, anyone, if you're in that group, you're probably not group it is. So I can I can screenshot for you. you I don't want, I don't care. <laughs> I just wanted to know what was happening because they posted our pod in there. So I thought it was really cool that people are Talking, sharing content. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. What have you been up to this week? Um, just working. Um, like you know, I said I want to grow the business and stuff. I think when we did yeah, episode yeah. a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, I said about like that's what I'm going to be focused on, and it's going really well. Like that's I onboarded, good. I'm onboarding a new client. Which is really cool because it's in exactly the space that I want to be in. Yeah, like it's like marketing, advertising, and that sort of thing. Which is like, I like that. Um, so I'm just trying to get that like up and running. I'm recruiting somebody, so I've been like having like all initial conversations and I start interviewing, and I'm just excited about that. Really, I was supposed to go back to playing netball this week, mm-hmm. and I signed up to this netball league. I've just it's disappointment after disappointment, but I signed up to this netball league, paid my money, and they were like the week before you start, they're going to like tell you about your team because I signed up as an individual because I haven't played netball in like a couple of years now. So now I was like, oh, I'm excited. It's near me, blah blah. And then the week before came, which was last week, and they didn't tell me about my team so i emailed them yesterday and then today they emailed me that oh yeah sorry we couldn't find a team for you so you can have your money back <laughs> loser yeah they <laughs> said no one wants you they said no one wants you so yeah if any netball teams are looking for a, a ringer then you can step up yeah i'm, I'm ready uh, listen if you want to win maybe i'm not the person that adds it now. <laughs> but if you're if you play i was gonna say are you good i used to be good but i'm very like unfit at the moment but i used to be good at netball Fair enough. What about you? Um, what have I been doing? Well, I had my son, which is the normal thing mm-hmm. on the weekend, but I also had my three-year-old niece, and I just, just like salute mums who have two kids. <laughs> if you've got two or more kids, you're you're doing that. I had to like entertain them all Rachel, weekend. Well, she doesn't really like Miss Rachel because she's a bit older. She's three, mm. so she's not really like vibing on Miss Rachel. Gracie's corner. No, it was something called the Fun Squad. It's like a real life family that just do like games and random stuff. But yeah, I took them to the park so that they would fall asleep afterwards. Did it work? Yeah, of course it did. Okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, go run, go so play. Tr- trampoline park is good. Is is 
Did your son too young? I think he's too young for okay. it. Yeah. But yeah, but it was good. It was uh, they love each other. Like they they are literally each other's together. Yeah, they're literally each other's biggest fans. So it's nice to have them together. But yeah. I don't know how I, people I do slept it. well yesterday. I don't know how people do it. People that have like two kids. It's crazy. I checked out that podcast, by the way, the one that you mentioned. Oh, did you? Week. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I think I, like I, I think I've seen them on reels TikTok? on t- not on TikTok but on like Instagram. I oh, think. okay. I think I've seen them like come up, but yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I've started some new true crime podcasts as well. There's this guy who makes like true crime content on YouTube. I think he's Irish, and he started a podcast. I just started it, and when I went into Spotify, um, like. I just went to true crime charts and it was number one and I was like, why? Is oh, this is thing? it? This thing had like six. Was episodes. he talking about the murder thing or Murdoch, whatever they're called, mm. on Netflix? Have you seen it? No. But it's like there's a current trial going on right oh, now. No, no, no. He and just, he kills he... his wife and son. No. But the Netflix documentary is about other stuff that has happened leading up to that. Oh, okay, no, I ha- no. He just talks about like he just does true crime stories. But when I saw, it, I was like, how can you have six episodes and be the number one podcast on for this because he has a really big platform on? YouTube, so I've been listening to him. But yeah, just okay. chilling, really. That sounds cool. And what is going on in the HR news? Actually, I'll tell you. Yeah. So, only because I, I really like this. So, Spain have become the first European country to pass a menstrual leave law. So, in Spain, um, when you are on your period, you can take three to five days off work if you feel uncomfortable. Every month. Every month. Do you think people will take it? I will be working three weeks. No, but do you think do you think people will take it, or do you think it would be one of those things where you don't want to like? Because you'd what are you gonna say? Oh, I'm on my period. I'm like I'm not coming to work. I feel like some people will take it, maybe every other month or every mm. two months. But I feel like you are a a brave person. You mm. should be able to, but I think you're a brave person if you actually do. I was take it every month. I was talking to someone about this the other day. I was like, how like the whole period thing is like very still very stigmatized you know when you was like a young girl like then you're like oh you don't want anyone to know but it's like we're literally fully grown adults and it's still like a secret to like run to the toilet and do whatever so mm. i can't imagine people being like to them imagine if your manager is like a man like do you know what i mean or like what do you put what do you like you it, that must be short-term leave do you get what i mean so it's not like you're gonna be like booking it in advance well you can i guess if you know if you if you know what's going to happen but you're not going to book it in advance so everyone's going to be like oh where's Valisa? like i don't know it just feels awkward it's good that it's there but then if it becomes this thing in your company it should become the norm right to just in your country yeah after a number of years i'm sure it'll become more normal but i think i just i don't know what life is like in spain and if people are just a bit more like free but Mm. i just can't imagine a lot of people in the uk taking it would you huh would you I don't know. Do you know what it is? Yeah, we just we're just pain is just so normalized, isn't it? So we just have the mentality that we're just supposed to like get up and get on with it. So I don't know if I would feel like weak, not weak. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if I'd feel like oh, like or like other people would judge me if I actually took it. I'm taking it. No, but you wouldn't take it all the time. Yes, I would. You wouldn't. I would. To be honest, just like, uh, but I wouldn't take all the three to five days every single just the time. One day. Yeah, but you know, like the first day is always the worst mm, day. Mm, mm. So I would take like that one day to just like not do. Work. Do you know if you had a, a me- to be honest, I know you have audacity. So I was gonna say if you have a male manager, <laughs> if you have a, ma- a man uh, as a manager, I'll even say it so like to make you, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Since you want to be in my business, no, I, th- I think it's good. Um, I think do, where else do they have it? I don't know outside of Europe. So Spain is the only one in Europe and then outside of Europe it is in it's only South Korea, Indonesia, Zambia, Japan and Taiwan that have it. Wow. So yeah. not nowhere in like I guess the Americas. Really? Even the South Americas. Oh, like, fair you know. enough. You know, you know, sorry cuz I was about I know, to I know in the in, it was never going to be in the US. Simple maternity pay they <laughs> they haven't got to yet. But yeah. I think that's interesting. I think it'll be good to see like which other countries like follow suit. And I also feel like there'll be like a lot of like men who are like supportive and then some men who are just like, It's not fair. You know like how people are like, Oh, people that smoke get breaks and I don't smoke, oh, so yeah, I should yeah, get a break. Yeah. I'll never forget that tweet that was our oh, um why can't I take a plantain break? Like why Yeah. <laughs> Because I like to eat. Yeah. No, but that's the way people feel, isn't it? They'll be like, oh, why do women get more time off? That's literally how a lot of, like, 
men are gonna feel not like sensible ones the stupid ones but that's how they'll feel fair i think it's a, a great a great benefit but there's been a lot of stuff like that like um menopause leave as well there's yeah. some country, companies not countries but companies that have bought in menopause leave or like menopause like benefits yeah the so the company i work for at the moment they have really pushed the um the menopause benefit with like all the support i think you can take up to i think it's 10 or 15 working days you can take off with um a year the menopause leave yeah um and i just think wow that it's a big subject now though yeah. there's a lot of um there's a lot of it's something i guess it never no one's ever really spoken about like it's, if you talk think about diversity or more inclusion mm-hmm. it's like an area of inclusion that we've never really focused on mm. um and it's like my understanding is that it's long to go through yeah yeah like all the i remember when i was younger and there'd always be like one woman in the office, like, the oh, hot. turn the fan yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Why have you? It's hot in here. And I'm like, no, it's not. Now you get it. <laughs> now, you, now you understand. Yeah, now I'm like, oh, okay, I get what you were going through now. Yeah. There's more like, there's just more stuff around. I just think we're thinking a bit more widely, or countries or governments or companies are thinking a bit more widely about inclusion now. Mm. So I think that's really cool. Um, On that kind of in a similar, I guess, subject i was telling you that diageo they announced some new fertility benefits like i saw on linkedin and we were like oh fertility benefits what does that mean we're thinking like they're going to pay for ivf and all this other kind of stuff and actually they were just saying that you get leave which i guess is better than having no leave that's if you're undergoing fertility treatment or if your partner is undergoing fertility treatment and obviously it doesn't matter your, your age your sex your whatever but yeah, I was just like, I think because I'm used to seeing like big companies when they say fertility benefits, they mean money. Yeah, we're gonna pay for your IVF if you yeah. need it. But yeah, it's it's an, it's a nice. I mean, it's cute. Gesture. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's it's cute. cute. Yeah, it is. But, but it's yeah, not nah, like I'm I'm expecting money. Like I remember it was, oh gosh, I want to say, J P Morgan were offering to pay for gender reassignment for trans people i think it was jp morgan um and like other companies oh was it goldman sachs it was one of them one of those banks that have a lot of money yeah basically um and they were also paying for fertility and i was telling you as well that um meta i don't know if they still do it because they're going through it but there was a benefit of Mm. um paying for fertility I feel like that gender reassignment one is big because it literally costs like so much money like if you do that you will literally get people applying just so that they can do their service and and get it 100% 100% I know there's a lot of like discussions around it it's kind of it's it's relevant but it's not relevant but with like Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union their Mm -hmm. daughter Zaya has officially won um, the right to change her gender officially to female. Was, like, is it, is she, is she too young in law? She's, or was I she believe she's under 18. Okay. Yeah, so it, it became a thing. They're super supportive, so they, were they like, were they, was she presumably? They support it, but her biological mum does not. Oh, Yeah, okay. she was, she was fighting it, saying that she's too young and, you know, it's it's not right, blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah, to your point, it will, if, yeah, if more companies did offer that, it would... It would literally, for for a whole population of people, you would literally just immediately become the employer of choice. It's like when you have a good... Mater- like, if you, if, for instance, a company goes on LinkedIn and starts saying, we do 12 months, um, you know, full pay, maternity pay... Me myself, I would down tools on the fly <laughs> when the time comes. Do you know what I mean? Like, flock. We'll flock. it's true. It's we'll true. We're doing the calculations. How much length of service do you need to it's have? It's true. But so, so it's cute what Diageo are doing. Yeah, yeah, but it's cute. It's cute. But compared it's not, to what other it, companies are offering or wanting to offer, yeah, I think they could do more. Yeah, but it's hard. That's so. But it's like it's nice. It is nice because no one, no one is really like not a lot of companies in the UK are li- are doing that much. So it is nice. But when I was, I was like, oh, I opened it and we read it, and I was just like, oh, please, okay. <laughs> that's nice. It's nice. Like I would have called in sick anyway, but <laughs> and I, are you you can't call in sick, isn't it? You just call in sick because if you're going through it, yeah. Going but through. I guess it's nice to acknowledge because um, 
from what I see, it's not easy to go through things like IVF in terms of you're constantly like injecting yourself. Mm. You can't be stressed and you know, you're just you're just hoping that it works, but it might not be your first round that it yeah. works and all that stuff. So it's it's good acknowledgement. There's a woman that I um that I don't know if I actually follow her, but she comes up on my TikTok a lot. She's um a lesbian woman and she was going trying to have she was um trying to have a baby with her partner and then they broke up and then now she's just doing it with her mum. Oh and it's so cute. Yeah, like her mum is like her the second parent is going to be like oh, taking on the cute. role of the yeah secondary carer and she's um i guess she's like a masculine presenting um uh lesbian as well so she was really worried about coming on tiktok and, and she's just like oh i didn't expect all this and it's just really cute to follow her journey oh, and she, nice. she's been doing like a debrief of like how much everything costs giving advice and it's just been so cute and because like she broke out of her partner she yeah. decided to go um do it again and then her and her mum are just in it like they did the gender reveal to it, it was just suit it was oh, so sweet that's cute because yeah. you know tiktok will either praise you or drag you yeah yeah that's what she was saying yeah she there's no like, in between yeah no <laughs> i still love it though i can't lie I've seen, I, I, there's so many things I've seen. There's a lot more HR stuff going on on TikTok, like a lot of HR, people giving HR advice on TikTok, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, TikTok is oh, great, it. isn't it? Yeah. It's the ghetto, but it's great. Curse. As soon yeah. as I see something, I go, I run to the comments just to see if someone's you know thinking what, what I'm thinking. My favourite feature about TikTok is like, you know when people are talking and they're like, oh, I'm not going to mention the person. And then in the search bar, everybody <laughs> has already searched it. <laughs> so it will tell you exactly who they're talking about. <laughs> They'll tell you exactly who they're talking about. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. I feel like that guy's in name. What's his name? The something? The guy who does the food reviews in the in La Vegas. Oh, yes, yes, And someone yes. tried to drag him. Yeah, they did, they did. I love him. Yeah, what's his name? I wanted, I wanted to say Lakeith, but that's not him. <laughs> is it Keith? Lakeith is from... Keith Lee, Keith Lee. <laughs> Lakeith is, is the one... Get Out and stuff. Yeah, he's the one that had the under his fingernails. That, that's the only thing I can ever remember. That I was this moaning on Clubhouse. If you know, you know. What? I said if you know, you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Keith Lee, like, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying... Uh, yeah, I enjoy TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's great. Um, What else is in the news? I guess I want to say on a lighter note, but it's not really a lighter note. <laughs> so, basically, there was an article that we saw and it said that um, theft from employees have has gone up by 20%, which is not on a lighter note, but it's just funny because it's literally like, we need to steal now. You know, oh people say like, gosh. it's so long, like it's so hard, the cost of living, like I'm going to start stealing. People go on TikTok and joke, but some people are literally <laughs> stealing from work. Because he lives, because he lives. So yeah, like people, employees be stealing from their employers because... But what, what, how did they define that? Because is it stealing if, you know... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stealing if you've just taken an extra charger home or what are you doing with the charger? Actually, it like really if, if if you, your office is one of those offices that has snacks, but you you know you've, you've no, taken no, no, some no. home for I your feel, your I family. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's fine because if you ate is if, that not if, if you ate all those snacks at work, it would be fine. <laughs> you might be eating them for later. I think that's fine. It's more like oh, I'm gonna you know steal the stock or i'm gonna steal the equipment and i'm gonna sell it on ebay i don't know that's not <laughs> that wasn't an article but that's what it was giving it was giving like literally destined because what are you gonna do the extra snacks i guess you're gonna eat but all the extra like the extra charger what are you gonna do with it how is it gonna help you with the, the cost of if living if you don't sell it if you don't sell it that's true well, i guess you might stop you having to buy one yourself yeah exactly that's what i mean because cost of living is people you now know, that's, that's just a perk i think if you take stuff on work and you're using it for yourself that's just a perk okay but then when you start to profit that's when it becomes theft. Yeah, is that what we're saying? Is is that what you're? If you're saying, if you're, are you happy your, to sit on that to the people? Like, yeah, guys, if you want to go to your workplace and take listen a yeah. charger, if a keyboard, a ch- and if, a monitor. If you need a charger, <laughs> if you need a charger, yeah, for your your phone, and they have one at work, and you take it. I mean, I don't think that's that's really in the twenty percent. <laughs> to be honest, How, I mean, if you start, if you open your eBay shop. <laughs> then that's when that's when we have to draw the line. I want. I'm actually gonna check like what kind of stuff people are doing, but I reckon a lot of like in stores and stuff as well. That was like that would be a big thing. Yeah, like in like retail and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It is sad though that the cost of living has pushed people to pushed them. more employees to steal from the workplace. Like, like, to be honest, I think some employees you don't really have to ask. Like they just. Happy to yeah, some, some didn't wait for the cost of living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. The, in the, and the biggest, uh, the areas where there was the biggest increase 
were Lincolnshire, Norfolk, Gloucestershire, uh, Metropolitan Police. Is that London? Metropolitan Police. Yeah, as in the com- like the the police. No, it's the, it's the these are the the um the the police the policing districts or whatever. So the Met's London, oh, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, it is yeah. Yeah, in London, it's hard for us out here. It is London is expensive. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, people are stealing. I mean, cost of living, and then in addition to them stealing. 60% of employees are thinking of starting a side hustle. In 20, yeah, in 2023. But side hustle doesn't necessarily guarantee money. Yeah, but I don't think, I think people are, they're, expect, they're hoping to make money, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. So, otherwise, it's a hobby. That's true. I saw something and people were like, people are not allowed to have hobbies anymore. Like, if you can, if you have a hobby, which... You're rich. No, that can make you money. Oh. Everybody feels <laughs> the need to monetize it. Whereas before, people had hobbies. Now it's like, if you do anything which you're good at, or you could make money from, people feel the need to monetize it. So it can't even be a hobby anymore because it's work. Yeah, that's sad. Everyone needs a hobby. Like, mm. something that they do just because they want to do it, not because they want to make money from it. Yeah. yeah. But that's the Gen Z thing. Like, um... Gen Z, I think when I was looking at some stats, uh, there were some surveys, and it was like fifty six percent of Gen Z said they want to work for themselves one day. And I think it was. Like I'm trying not to roll my eyes. Yeah, Sorry. no, they want to work for themselves one day. And then twenty percent of them was it twenty percent or just under twenty percent said they believe they already do. I it said they already do, but I I say they believe they already do because I don't believe the percentage is that high. But they are the side hustle generation because they grew up during the age of like the tech. You know the self-made tech billionaire mm. people. You know doing the kickstarters, the influencers. Yeah, they yeah. so they they grew up in an age where they know that actually they can work for themselves and it it can actually work. So they're like, as a generation, they're so much more willing and likely to go out and do things by themselves. I mean, I love that for them. Yeah, but also go and learn from somebody. Yeah, that's the hard thing. It's yeah. like that's I think if you're not wise then you'll think, I want to work for myself, I want to work for myself, and then you'll just be like, wow, I don't know anything. Yeah. You have to learn business, that's what you have to learn, because even if you have like a, a product or something, or a skill or a service that you can offer, if you don't know business, that's why all of these Instagram hairstylists, the, all of these people, that's why everyone's dragging them, because they have no customer service skills. Don't get me started. No, that's, they have again. no customer, they don't know how to run a business. When they're shouting at people in their, in their stories, telling them why they're trying to book... <laughs> I don't understand. Like, when I saw a story saying, oh, um, like, listen, I'm tired of people coming into my DMs. I've told you, email me. I'm like, are you... No. Okay. No, literally. Like, are you sick? And then then, then you'll email them and they'll respond back to you. There was... Oh. So, there was a, a makeup artist that I had inquired with, right? And then by the time they... They came back to me pretty quickly. And I was like, okay, um, so I want to do this date. They asked me some questions like, oh, you know, what look, blah, blah. They never came back to me after that. And I sent some follow-ups and then they didn't respond back. So I booked somebody else. And then I think like nine days later, they came back to me. and Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, do you still want? I said, the the time, it was like a last minute thing. I was like, the time has come and gone. Like, what is that? I can't stand that. That's why when they were all getting dragged on Clubhouse, I was locked in i was listening and i was like good because people yeah, no. need to know yeah that. but that's i think that's a big part of it it just you just want to you have like you have a talent but you don't know business and that's like yeah but yeah um, people trying to start side hustles yeah i mean i think i think side hustles are fair and a lot of people can't they link their side hustles to what they do like mm. us for example like we, we'd call our our podcast the side hustle is it a side hustle what is it then it's a podcast it's a podcast which is our our side hustle basically yeah and but we are also hr professionals yeah so it's linked it is it is yeah it's not a side hustle do we need to discuss this off air (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think if something makes money does that make it a side hustle i don't think so i think it's the intent of wanting to make money. Yeah, okay. that makes it. Um, I want to make money. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with you now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See? yeah. Um, what else is going on? Um, I saw something about um, 
the job centre, so what's it, Job Centre Plus or whatever they're called, um, the government is trialling like a new scheme across 60 job centres where they're basically incentivizing the work coaches and stuff to get more people back into work. Mm-hmm. So um, whoever gets like basically the most people back into work or there's like a league table and people will win like a bonus, but the bonus is vouchers, £250 in vouchers, which to be honest... Vouchers of your choice? It didn't specify, but because vouchers already in cost of living, it's gonna that's be. It's I gonna need. what's that one? It's gonna be love to shop or one for all. You know, one of them ones. Oh, just spend you know it that's not bad because at yeah, least yeah, I can yeah. do my food shopping with them. Yeah, no, actually, I don't know what it is, but I'm saying that will be that one will make <laughs> I mean, the most I hope, sense. Hopefully, it's that. It, but you know, it's the it's the government, so they're all trying to be like, oh, they'll be like, Tesco. could be anything, yeah. Tesco, because you know, like they have to be like a bit like reasonable about cost of living as yeah but as i, I thought it was interesting because um that and there was one other story which was linked to it the government is trying to incentivize gps or trying to get gps to basically not just sign people off work oh, i saw this yeah and they don't want to just sign people off work they want to encourage other things which will other interventions or other solutions which will keep people in work um but mind your business like if i go to my doctor because i want to be signed off like the thing is, yeah, well, <laughs> to what? the thing is, I think when it comes to being signed off, people literally, ha- how it should work is you go and tell your doctor what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And then your doctor should recommend things for you, like things that could help. Mm-hmm. What really happens now is people say, I want to be signed off from it's work. True. Them <laughs> off. Whereas before, I think it really was like, oh, uh, I'm feeling this way. And doctor, like, why don't you have some time off work? But now it's like, I don't want to go to work right now, so can you sign me off? Either because they're genuinely sick and they know themselves or mm-hmm. because they just want to be signed off. Mm-hmm. And as a doctor, you're not going to challenge it because you don't want to send someone back to work who's not ready. Yeah. But the government is basically like, rather than you just signing people off all the time, why don't you suggest other things to them? But it's like, what else are you going to... Give what to are you them suggest? because if it's like mental health you can't even offer therapy for the next three years like the waiting list is so long mm-hmm. and what are you going to offer them it Literally. has to be a real solution yeah so that's one way the government's trying to get people back into work and then there's this job center thing and with the job center if you i don't know if i've worked in smaller businesses right and like when they had the government had the kickstart scheme mm-hmm. or when you're trying to really do something good and you can engage with the job center for recruitment Job centers are rubbish. They're the, the worst recruiters in the world work in a job center. Like, that's why. They don't need 250 pounds. They need to be trained and you need to teach them that they're actually recruiters or that they're like work coaches or whatever. They're so bad. Like, they, they have no recruitment skills whatsoever. Like, even to place people with the right, like, in the right kind of company. Like, they just, they're not, they're not incentivized to do that. So maybe now this might help, but is that also and I don't know, but is it also partly how they view people who go through the job center to get a job? Like, are they thinking like, is there an unconscious bias there in terms of, you know, this person has come through the job center. So yeah, I'm not really going to bother because yeah. And I think it possibly, possibly like, I think some of them will be that. And some of the people that go to the job center, they are really not ready to work. Like they're not Mm. mentally they're not mentally prepared to work in terms of like they're just they're, I can't, like you see them and you'll be like they're probably not going to get on any sort of employment mm. um like when i was doing getting people into work via like who were on universal credit via the kickstart scheme you'd come across people and you're like yeah you're amazing and then you'd come across other like young people um who were just like you just need you need I don't know if it's that you need training, but you need polishing, not in terms of like how you speak or whatever, but just knowing actually what you're there to do. Mm. And like a lot of people that I would come in, I would sometimes just go sit in the job centre when I was trying to recruit these people. And they'll you'd be like, what do you want to do? And they'll come up with like some really niche things. It's like, it's not that I just want a job. It's like, oh, I would like ideally like a job maybe in like social media management. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not to say that you shouldn't go for that, yeah. but also like, you're if you're if the aim is to get you back into work yeah, maybe be less, realistic less, yeah yeah because yeah. social media manager jobs they're not necessarily recruiting at the job center yeah yeah, yeah. like they're usually entry-level roles mm-hmm. or do you know what i mean but yeah like the dwp they're the worst like the worst recruiters so all of this stuff about 250 pounds i don't really think it's going to do anything because i don't believe they have the skills mm, to do it no they don't like they're really really terrible terrible like they literally people show up to their appointments and then they'll be like, Oh, have you looked for jobs? They'll be like, Oh yeah. Oh, have you considered this job? Okay. You need to apply for a job so that you can get your continue getting your universal credit. And mm-hmm. that's literally that's the extent of a lot of the support. If they let me do anyway. 
You have to let me go in there. You can fuck yourself. I'll take all the two. I'll take the two fifty from everybody. <laughs> I'll take it from everybody. <laughs> but yeah, so the government just wants people to work. We need to support this aging population. Well, it's true. I actually saw um, that the government are creating a pipeline to encourage the fifty plus back into the workplace. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. They want them to earn money because we can't afford to we can't afford to sustain them. That's why they want us to have more babies, but they don't want to pay us at all. But I think it's a bit ridiculous to encourage people who have like maybe retired or mm. you know thought by this point they wouldn't have to work mm. and stuff like this. If I get started on this government, because that's but, but they were only but the only people who wanted to, who will actually do it are people who need to do it isn't it or who just want a little um something to yeah keep something to keep them occupied. busy yeah yeah that's true there's a company that literally does that like their whole thing is about opportunities for people that are 50 and over because obviously there's a lot of age discrimination so even people that could contribute to the workforce sometimes they don't get the opportunity because people just think oh you're old you won't be able mm, to do it mm. so i think it's good for the government to encourage it but also like Again, I feel like the government is always talking about, oh, let's do these things. But what are you doing to help? Like, you can start this pipeline, but what are you going to do for these people? People who might be trying to retire. What additional thing are you going to offer them? Make sure they they don't have to pay national insurance over 50. Because you still have to pay until you're whatever age. Or give them a tax cut. Do do something to get them to to make it worth their while. Because it's not until retirement age that you don't pay NI, right? Yeah, or so. give tell tell employers like when the government was doing all that kickstart scheme trying to get people back into work. For every apprentice that you took in, they gave you three grand, three grand to hire, and obviously you have to pay the apprentice stuff, but you still got three grand. Mm. So what are you? How are you encouraging people to hire over fifties? The government just does a lot of talking. Oh, we want to incentivize us. They don't want to do that. What are you doing? (laughs) They want to offer vouchers. It's (laughs) just ideas. It's just ideas. Give us cash. People are stealing from employers, and you. It's true. (laughs) People are literally stealing from the workplace and creating side hustles. Like, pay people. Even even you know I was deep in the other day. Like even MPs have side hustles. Like they they look at Matt Hancock. They even an MP anymore. No, I don't think so. But even him, when he was like a, an actual MP, went in like they act, even the MPs need more money. All the the talks that they do, yeah, they make so much money yeah. from doing those talks. I saw um, Boris made, I think it was two million from a from a but talk. What can he be talking on? Is it just like oh, the former prime minister comes to speak because? People can't surely want his opinion or his ad- like. What is it? Is it just to recount what it was like for him during COVID as prime minister? I don't know. Because what, like, they can't be asking. Someone like Tony Blair, obviously, his own issues. But, you know, stuff happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, some stuff that people might think was positive happened during his time. With Boris Johnson, like, what is he really talking about? Talking shit. Literally. And Matt <laughs> Hancock. Like, all of the... Matt Hancock, people need to stop allowing him to have, like, platforms on... That's because I'm a celeb. They all like him now, don't no, they? No, but even before that, wasn't he on, like... Wasn't Steve Bartlett? I'll never forgive him for that. Yeah, he was. I'll never forgive Steve Bartlett for that. He did do it. Steve Bartlett is just all about the, he's like... He's an engagement Yeah, member. yeah, exactly. He's literally... he's That's no, it. Steve Bartlett, yeah, is the corporate shade room. The shade bar, <laughs> corporate shade bar. That's funny. He is because he literally like anything for engagement. Like he'll just bring people. Even the sound bites. You know, when everyone was that time when everyone was dragging Molly May. That was his fault. It's true because people that listen to his podcast, they didn't go and clip that up. He he was like, oh, I saw that this tri- um, this clip is doing the rounds. I'm like, you literally put that sound bite out. Like no, he is the corporate shade yeah, bar. Yeah, he he does find a bit. Like I saw the the Davina McCall um, TikTok because she went on his podcast as well. And the, the soundbite was literally her talking about, like, when she was on drugs and, you know, our, our, our good Davina McCall. Yeah, know. engagement manga. But I guess, I mean, we, we all are, isn't it, to an extent? But, yeah, he he's, he's there. Side, related, have you seen these TikToks about Sky News? And the cost of, like, there's this, all these people that went on Sky News asked all these, like, young people to come on and talk about the cost of oh, living and I how it's affecting this. them. Yeah. And they basically made them all look really poor to the extent oh, that I people were, like, it. people were, like, asking them, like, do you need help? This it. guy was, like, <laughs> girls that he's talking to are, like, I can lend you money. <laughs> and it's, like, this girl was, like, I was in Paris last week. Like, why did they make me look like that? And they propagate them, like, terrible stories. Like, said so that they couldn't pay their rent. I'm just like, why is Sky News doing this? The media. Why Engage- people don't en- trust en- them? Engagement mongers. Yeah, that's why people don't trust the media. Um, so, 
like not related to cost of living at all. But I was looking up the um like FTSE 500 companies mm-hmm. and 68% are Gen X. 100 or 500? 4100 or Fortune 500? FTSE 100. Okay, FTSE 100, yeah. I think, th- yeah, it was, it was FTSE 100. Yeah, it was, it was like the eight. It was, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, 68% are Gen X. Of oh, the people who run them? Who are CEOs. Are oh, the CEOs. Yeah, Gen which X. is 19... 65 to 1980. So basically 42 and up. Mm. 42 to 50 something. Yeah. 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 That makes it kind of makes sense. And there'll be some that are older than that for sure. Yeah. But then there's no black CEOs in that. And only eight are women. Mm Mm-hmm. All eight are white women, but they're not all um, British because this was this was UK companies as well, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, yeah, they're not all British, but they were all white. Mm. Um, about half were over fifty. Uh, the women of oh, half of this of the women of those eight, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just that's, that's it. It's like not even shocking. There used to be one, yeah. A black CEO and I remember I think he was either at Aviva or Prudential mm. he was at one of the insurance companies and he was black and he was the CEO and I remember that must have been like 2015 or something because I remember when I found out I was so impressed and I was just like thinking oh wow like I didn't think it could be me or anything but I just thought oh that's nice that there's a there's a black CEO but it's like how is there was there there was one and now there's none like it's just so bad and like what how do people respond to that it's so it's so easy to get away from it because obviously for every individual company, not having a black CEO is not a big deal. Yeah, but then when you all. aggregate it all and you're like, okay, there's a hundred of you and not one, you can all look at, you know that Spider-Man meme? Like, like <laughs> literally. Yeah, it's, 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 you, it's you, it's you, it's all of you. Well, a few companies are looking at gender instead. So um, companies like um, Morgan Stanley, NatWest, they are all campaigning for at least 25 of these companies to have women as CEOs by 2025. Is it the ones that have women as CEOs already? Yes. Okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Yes, it is. <laughs> but they're, they're campaigning for to at least 25 companies to, yeah. to do that. So... What do you think about that? Like, what about that campaign? Like, what... Do you think it's a good idea? It is what it is. Like, I, I feel like it's a bit... It feels a bit performative because all these companies... They do still have women in leadership. Mm-hmm. So they could create like succession lines where these women could be in CEO positions. Mm. And I just feel like that isn't happening enough. I read one article, a really, like, what must have been like 20, I remember it was when I was, yeah, about 2019. I read this article and it was, um, it was about basically what percentage of FTSE 100 CEOs have a HR background. Because, you know, a lot of the... <laughs> if, uh-huh. if you look at the board, there'll be a lot of the women on the board. So, you know, they had this 30% club maybe like 10 years ago. It was like, oh, we want 30% yeah, of the yeah, board yeah. to be women. And they all were kind of getting to this, trying to get to this 30% number. Some got there, some didn't. But of all the women who are on boards, so many of them will be HR. Mm. So, like, that's the easiest role for a woman to be on a board, HR. And HR don't typically become... The CEOs don't typically have a HR background. Mm. They have a finance background or an ops background. Or if you're a tech company, maybe they even have a technology background. Even legal. But the CEO basically is so... I can't remember what the stat was. I'm going to try and find it. But it was like they basically never come from HR. Um, That's not surprising. So how are you going to get... like The women that you are already there, the pipeline that they have, that a lot of them will be in HR. And if the HR people don't even progress, it's going to be really hard to find those female CEOs. Yeah, I do feel like people with HR backgrounds would make really good CEOs. Excellent CEOs. Like, we're very well-rounded. It, literally, like, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. Because you have to touch, like, what you spoke Everything. about last week, all the partnering, yeah. having to understand different parts mm-hmm. of the business. And especially if it's a business which is, like, a human capital business or something like professional set a law firm yeah or a um consulting firm even a big recruitment business mm-hmm. anything which is your whole product is people like that should be like 
your chief people officer should be one of the first people 100%. in line for that role. If all you have, you know, mm-hmm. all they have a consulting business like I don't know Deloitte, Accenture, PwC. Literally, what do you? Sometimes they say they have tech, but really, your whole product is putting people, people in with other, other people, busy, yeah, yeah, and other businesses. Yeah. So literally, that's your biggest asset. And that person, yeah, should definitely. Yeah. But it just doesn't happen. It doesn't, but it should. But I, f- I feel like a lot of the CEOs that I come across have sales backgrounds, and mm. numbers, CFOs as well mm. that, you know, are morphed into CEOs. But I think HR would actually be perfect. That's the campaign that they should start. But you know what? Yeah, if they start that campaign, it'll be men though. Yeah, I yeah. Say, it'll be it'll be men who are like literally first yeah. in line. Because somehow, some way, even though in a female dominated profession, somehow the men are still the leaders in yeah. a female dominated profession. Yeah, like it's HR. crazy. I saw that BBC actually just appointed a uh, chief people officer. Man, um, yeah. Oh, really? I just saw it literally just popped up today. Yeah, so it must be like literally hot off the press. But it's the same. It's like um, I've got friends that work in nursing. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. Is it? Yeah. In, oh, that's in, interesting. In, in a lot in nursing, like men typically rise faster than women. Really? In a female-dominated thing like nursing. My gosh. Well, speaking of gender, actually, so um, the gender pay gap, there was um, a report released that said that it's only from now, so in February, like late February, that women are technically now being paid in their job roles based on the gender pay gap. So they, so men would, have, like, on based on these statistics, they would be paid for the whole year mm. and women would have just started getting paid. So we work for two months for we free? We work for two months for free, yeah. Yeah, based on the gender pay gap. Do you know, I had a conversation with somebody and they were saying, oh, does the gender pay gap really exist? And I literally... Can you imagine? Almost lost my mind. They was like, Did you respond? I, yeah, I had to and I had to explain it. But you know, all this like Jordan Peterson and, mm-hmm. and them and there, like uh, Jordan Peterson, like he's he has loads of videos about how the gender pay gap doesn't really exist. Can you imagine? You know, he speaks in a very like academic way. Mm-hmm. So it's but people the, believe him. Exactly. Yeah. He speaks so academically that people think that what he's talking about truth. Is, is the truth but it's like literally no like i don't know what it's like in canada but here like the gender pay gap and people don't understand how it's created how what the gender pay gap is they think it's like um men and women are not paid the same in your organization and that's different that's equal yeah, pay yeah and actually you can make an equal pay claim so let's say me and you work and let's say i'm a man you're a woman you can be like oh you're not getting paid the same as me and then they have to sort that out mm-hmm. but with gender pay for anyone i guess if you don't know what it is they look at the av- the average salary of women in the organization and the average salary of men mm-hmm. and then they work that out and obviously then takes into account seniority so if you have a very male heavy organization where there's lots of men at the top and women are at the bottom the salaries of the women or the total of the women will be much lower than the men and then that's how you get the gender pay gap um and that's what happens in society so men are paid more than women not we're not necessarily comparing role for role we're talking Mm. about overall so that's how you get the gender pay gap and people say the gender pay gap exists are you a moron like literally of course it exists but yeah, that is really shameful that women would not be paid for the first two months based on the gender pay. Mm. Like that's and you'll still have people say stuff like, oh, but maybe the men are just better. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. Honestly, it's, 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 all the women's stuff is like, I think for some people it gets a bit much. They're like, oh, you guys are doing this, you guys are doing that. But it's like, we're literally only doing this because we need it, because things are not fair. Literally, that's it. Things are not fair. You know? I do feel like companies do try and... I do think companies try to fight for, you know, women in the workplace. I feel like that's the first place that people go for diversity. It's the easiest one. Yeah, it's it's like an easy target to to go for. But I still don't think enough is done. I think it depends on the on the industry and in the the type of role as well so i think gender is so easy to discuss because everyone is comfortable with like i mean are they when we talk about binary gender <laughs> like male female like mm. it's very easy to discuss because everyone's just kind of like it's fine it's easy to be like 
to be an ally for women. It's easier to be an ally for women than to because you know you have a wife, you have a mom, you have a whatever. Like there's some empathy built in there in theory, although there are the ones that hate us anyway. But um, <laughs> like it's easier. There's inbuilt empathy there, so I do think it's like the place that people go. They just default to yeah, hundred percent going that way. It's much easier than discussing like disability or discussing race or discussing religion or discussing like even neurodiversity i think that's a little bit easier as well now it's getting a bit easier it's easier to talk about um i don't know someone who's dyslexic or someone who has adhd Mm. easier to talk about but i don't know about work with i think people still struggle with that like you understand that someone has um is neurodivergent and maybe has different needs but you're still like you still don't want to adjust how you're working for this person yeah i feel like people don't know what to do still yeah they don't yeah yeah they just acknowledge it is a thing but they don't nece- like you're saying they don't necessarily accommodate or adjust but they they're just aware that you know there's people who are neurodivergent mm. around yeah. them yeah yeah and which I, isn't good i was um i also read something recently which was like the number of um adults that are now going for assessments for stuff like adhd um dyslexia that was and like skyrocketed yeah but i'm not shocked it's um it's kind of a side note but i was watching 90s babies mm. and um fred actually said that he um wanted to get a official diagnosis because mm. he basically tried to like diagnose himself that with what he's saying aspergers which is like you know trying to self-diagnose that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's a bit deep but um Obviously, just being on the spectrum, I think, is what he was trying to get diagnosed. But, yeah, like so, yeah, people are are doing it. Yeah, but I thought the reason it wasn't surprising me is because loads of people talking about it on TikTok, about how they were, like, diagnosed later in life with ADHD. Yeah, the TikToks are a bit rife, though. Making sense, and now everybody, like, believes that they are ADHD. People people are actually not diagnosing themselves. I mean, they're not actually getting diagnosed. Yeah, I think the TikToks are a bit rife. Like, it will be things like, oh, you know... I've got a short attention span and just regular things mm. that loads of people yeah, have. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you've got X, Y, Z. Would you do it? Would you do a test now? Like if you um, believe that you were like, I don't know, you maybe had. Um, if, it, if, if it was, if I felt like it was hindering me or I was getting frustrated because of it, mm. then I would. But if. I felt like it wasn't really going to change anything for me, mm. then no. Yeah. But the thing is, you might not know that you're being, that you wouldn't even know that it was a hindrance because that would just be your norm. That's true. Because like me, the way my brain works, I don't know why, but you know in some like packages you can use like the font for dyslexia. I always use that. I don't know why. It's just, it just is better for me in it. But I don't believe I'm dyslexic. But also because it, I don't feel like it's kind of held me back at all in life mm. i wouldn't it, it I, i'm not minded to do it yeah but imagine if i did it and i found out and i was just like oh i could have things could have been easier maybe my norm grant at uni i'll go back i'll go the back the laptop i'll go back but like <laughs> it do you know what i mean i imagine if things in theory were harder but you would you just won't know yeah it's true you, you, won't, you, you wouldn't know because you'd be know. so used to it you in your adult this is how life, hard life yeah. is. this is how hard everybody finds it to read or to do these these exercises that's very true yeah that's so a lot of people true. are trying to get those assessments but the waiting list on the nhs is they said something about three years oh. i was speaking to someone i know that runs um like a well-being app and she was saying that um they've they now got like cqc qualified and stuff so they can start doing more through the platform um she's a doctor and one of the things that they're going to pick up is all of these assessments because the waiting list in the nhs is so long so long did you see that um that just reminded me because of all these long like waits for the nhs have you seen the someone's created mental health subscription boxes no where it's just like literally to help you with your mental health because what's in a subscription box it was things like um I saw random things. It wasn't it wasn't like pampering stuff. It wasn't like candles and things like that. It I let me find it. What? <laughs> I also was um I also had a conversation with someone who was basically talking about um basically what a lot because the waiting list in the NHS is so long, um there's a lot more people on medication that should be because when you go to the GP, um basically they really what they really want to 
encourage you to do is go and get therapy have like have different types of therapies right mm. but because you can't get those therapies the only thing that gps can really do immediately and they know that it will help is medication so they're saying that a lot more people like you know lo- loads of people now it, there's been an uptake in a number of people like antidepressants so loads of people are on like sertraline or whatever it is and it's because the stuff that the non-medication stuff that would help them is so difficult to access that's crazy yeah it's easier to get medication than it is to get therapy yeah, so it has things like an emotional first aid kit. What is that? It's got like um, oh, well, there's Mike. like a coloring oh a coloring book. Um, it's just random things that you just shouldn't have to use because you can't get an appointment to actually look at your mental health properly. Yeah, I saw this um post on LinkedIn and it was about like well being support for employees. And I can't remember what the list of things were, but it was like, this is not well-being support. They're talking about stuff like dogs in the office or massages at work. And they was like, what you need is education. What you need is, you know, you know, boundaries, training, like all these things that can help. But, you know, everyone always says our oh, well-being. And like, what are the people, what are the well-being support that employers actually offer an EAP? That's usually free. Oh, don't know. Like you're I not mean, even investing in it. Like it usually yeah. comes free with one of those insurance products. Yeah, it's. I would love to see the stats for companies to see how often employees actually utilize EAP. If how many employees actually know EAP exists, mm. but I do think it's it's almost lazy to just say you know and, and an you have an EAP. Mm. Yeah, like what are companies actually? It's the bare doing? minimum now, and I've seen yeah. stats like in some of the companies I've worked in, and EAPs are usually really underutilized. Yeah, and um, HR teams spend so much time encouraging people to use the EAP, and now it's like one of the things that it just goes on the bottom of a letter. You know, when you write an agreement, we recognize that this yeah. may be a difficult time That's for what you. I mean when I say lazy. Yeah. Like, it's just something it's that's just, put into templates. Literally, just put it in the thing. Yeah, or you've had a difficult conversation with someone. Make so, sure um, you send them the EAP. As per our discussion, you know, here's the, the yeah, EAP. Literally, I can recite that stuff. We recognize that this may be a difficult time for you. Yeah. We encourage you to use the support and resources that are available as an ex-employee, including our EAP, which can be accessed using these details literally literally to the point where um i actually used eap just to see how it works for myself because Mm -hmm. i was like i'm telling people to use it and i've never used it i don't Mm. know exactly and i found out they do loads of stuff like financial advice yeah it's not just you know you can get having um, you know a a counseling sort of conversation mm. like there's loads of loads of stuff like they can give you like no, not paternity what's that custody not paternity they can't help you there but <laughs> custody like if you're going through like a divorce or if yeah. you're having custody issues they can give advice on like stuff like that mm-hmm. when i was buying my flat i got advice from eap around like mortgage brokers and some kind of low-level yeah information. they do a lot of things it's, yeah yeah but it's really poorly utilized and it's, it's like a catch-all and a lot of employees don't even pay for it it's free yeah to them yeah. with like their insurance or something yeah it's true there's no there's not really well-being support that they really invest in and even like a lot of the apps and the platforms that you get access to what employees i'm not saying everyone needs therapy but they don't really like headspace i mean respectfully it's good for if you're interested in meditating but like do you know do you understand what i mean like but then what how much difference is is that going to make breathing exercises what well-being do you think would be good in the office because you know people are companies are doing really random things like dog yoga and you know pilates i'm and not gonna stuff. lie puppy therapy is a thing yeah so like, that's, the, that's, a, that's a good one see but that's what i'm saying so but then to somebody else like the person on linkedin that's not necessarily being yeah. seen as well-being so what do it you needs to, it needs to be arranged what it do really you see? needs to be arranged you need to figure out what is a what is positively and negatively affecting the employees in your business from a well-being perspective and the things that are good for them make sure that like encourage those things do more of those things and the things that are bad put in interventions to stop that so if you actually have issues around workload there's no point in saying oh we're going to do puppy therapy or we're going to do this like you're going to get a massage because you're so stressed why don't you deal with the cause of the stress which is the heavy workload and recruit some more people or redistribute the work in the team like all of that kind of stuff is what you need to do like um if you're are are your managers even able to spot when somebody is experiencing signs of stress or burnout? Like those are the kind of things that you need to do. Um, 
like it has to be a mix and then obviously you can do those nice things but those nice things are like only good when people are at a good they have good well-being already yeah, and they have the, the headspace to yeah, actually exactly. participate in things exactly. like that like you can't be it's not a substitute for actually like being like your duty of care that you have to your employees it's not a substitute it's something that can be nice on top if you're already doing the right things can't do all the wrong things stress people out burn them out treat them like you know disposable tissue and then like be like oh yeah by the way massage is in the office today that's true that's true i agree i agree i think with well-being it's a funny one because companies try with the whole well-being thing like how they speak about it but I think you're right it has to be more than just doing the nice stuff like the yeah the like you know massages nail hair that sort of thing there's a lot of companies doing allowances now as well but they're like well-being allowance and yeah I think I actually think that's a good one the the well-being allowance and um subsidizing stuff I remember um at Meta and so there it used to be a well-being allowance where Mm -hmm. you'd get oh gosh Oh, was it like $1,500 or something like that to mm. yourself? And I remember someone used it for skiing and there was this big debate about whether or not this was well-being yeah. or not. Um, Why is and, it not a holiday? Yeah, but it, it was because he used it for like the ski cart thing. You know, the thing mm. that goes, yeah, I used it for that and but equipment. But how, how did it work? Because the thing is a lot of companies just pay it as cash and then it just ends up in your pay and then it's just now merged with your pay on a monthly basis. Like expense it. Oh, so, so people yeah they it? would oh, have okay. to expense it but then they've now they changed it to you get two thousand seven hundred dollars for basically mm. whatever you want like you can use it towards paying off your student loan or you could use it towards but that's what i mean that, with, that, with that kind of stuff it's that's like, but that's still well-being but it's i think it's I just mean, it's, it's money is what it's I, more sc- money helps yeah, i saw this <laughs> i saw this again nice baby shout them out i saw this clip of it was fred speaking and i think he was on the podcast with them it might have been the one that i don't know if it was one that had earlier the portrayal on it but anyway um he was talking about therapy he was like i'm going to therapy and i'm still angry what now and then um they was like oh yeah but maybe if you talk to the that he was like no what i need is money that will solve all my problems for real it will solve a lot of problems <laughs> for a lot, a lot of people of and i was like nah i hear you because it's not like every, different people need different things and but so money I, helps i do think money helps but then also i think the well-being allowance can be lost in the sense that if it just if you just pay it to people, then even though you know you're giving them a well being allowance, they won't feel it as a well being allowance, especially in this cause he lives. It'll just get sucked up into all their other money and they probably won't. But then do is what that helpful want. though? It does that not help with well being? It does help with well being, but if the aim of the allowance is to encourage them to do Something things for their mental health. Yeah. I mean paying your bills is good for your mental health, isn't it? But <laughs> girl. <laughs> um yeah, so I do. I think it can get like swallowed up. It's the same when people do like companies do like your benefits. Um, you can either have benefits or you can have cash. It's the same kind of thing because a lot of people will take the <laughs> cash and then they'll say that they have rubbish benefits. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It just takes away from like what you want to. You want people to actually have health insurance and all these other kind of things. But if you offer them the cash, they'll take it and they'll say that you have rubbish benefits. That's true. I hear it. I hear both sides. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm down with. I mean, I'm, I'd rather have a well-being allowance than have none. Yeah, yeah, of course. I never use it though. It's really bad. I would use it every month. But you have so many things that. But you can use it towards self care. You can do your hair, your eyelashes, your nails. You can do all those things, right? I don't think so. Oh, I mean, no. if if I can, I need to find out because. No, but what do you mean? What what can you use it for then? Like, self, no, you can't use it for self care. I don't think so. It's but, more like you know. Um, classes like exercise classes or equipment like gym equipment or like gym clothes and things like that but i don't think it's for but i'm gonna double check exercise allowance basically but i'm gonna double check or like swimming lessons that sort of stuff yeah well-being the physical well-being physical well-being what about your mental well-being which has dramatically improved when your hair is late yoga treat like spa treatments Mm. and stuff though that's a treatment though your hair it is. I'm gonna double check. You should get. You should get. You should get a scalp treatment. A scalp or treatment. Or keratin treatment. <laughs> that, I want a new frontal. Extra release. It's all about scalp treatment. <laughs> Brazilian frontal treatment. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I think it's better to have them than to have none. But I think a lot of companies just really miss the mark. And this is the time where we need it most. For real. I don't know when it's gonna end. When is it gonna end? When is this quasi lives ending? 
Not anytime soon because energy's going up again. So I need to check in with Martin Lewis to see what I'm supposed to be doing. I think nothing. But I always I like to just double check. I was looking at um was oh no, it was when you, you were over at you were over at mine and I think what time was that? Like nine o'clock and we turned on the TV. I think it was to watch Love Island or something. Oh and gosh, it was Martin yeah, Lewis on the it TV. Was, it was. And I was like, How did Martin Lewis get prime time like nine PM or something, eight PM TV? And I was like, that's literally what it's like to live in a cost of living crisis. Like Martin Lewis is now prime time. Peak that's TV where we are times. now. That's where we are. It's sad. But I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to escaping. I've seen no news that suggests that we will. Rishi, I literally haven't seen him. He's ghost. He's literally so quiet. He's just like shh. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard this. anything about what they're doing no in Westminster. Idea. I haven't heard anything about any of them. Not even any, any scandals. Nothing even scandalous. Except it, something it's intentional. Yeah. But something will happen soon. We'll, we know it will. Yeah. Yeah, I think on that note. No. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, we keep doing this. We did the whole pod and didn't introduce ourselves. That's ridiculous. All right, go. Hey, this is Lola, but you can call me Lola if you like. Hi, this is Valisa. You can call me Vels if you want. And this is the Everybody Hates HR Pod episode 35. Okay, see you later. That's a wrap, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, all of that stuff. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs>